Hello, All-Star listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Veterinary Roundtable presented by All-Star Veterinary Clinic, the podcast where we answer your veterinary-related questions while having some fun along the way. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave us a review on your podcast provider of choice, and if you have any feedback to offer to improve the Veterinary Roundtable, let us know. Speaking of reviews, this is what Mrs. Brianna Rich had to say about our show. Super informative. I love the personalities of everyone on the podcast, the interesting cases they bring, and the questions they answer. I found them on TikTok and stayed to hear the full stories. Hello from Ohio. It just says, oh. Hello. Hello. <laughs> from the Okay. Um, so, everyone, if you're willing to write reviews, white. Wh- wh- white them. I feel like I'm talking like, you know, <laughs> hey. white them. Write them reviews. Oh, oh Elmo Fudd? Yes. Uh, write those reviews because they do so both boost the algorithm. It. They help us on Spotify, on iTunes, and everything else. So We're on Spotify? Write them. Oh, I didn't know Anywhere that. you get your podcast providers. Oh, I was going to say provider, <laughs> but that didn't seem right. Um, and we have to promote Chowder Caught a Cold, written by one of our own DVMs and registered veterinary technicians did the illustrations so the dvm wrote the story which is really clever and our rbt actually drew these amazing pictures yeah so phenomenal really great book we're hoping chowder has more adventures i primed pulse for that on saturday at her baby shower and said now you're <laughs> oh, getting ready to have a baby yeah. chowder brings home a baby that's a good Ooh. one for people who bring i'm home like baby. you're gonna be living it you might as yeah. well write about it or bringing yeah. home babies to kids bringing home babies to dogs <laughs> So, yes, check it out. You can get it on Amazon. It's a cute story. It's really cute. So, there's okay. that. On today's episode, we have myself, head of room assistants, Nicole Havens, assistant veterinarian, Eileen McDivitt, um, surgery technician, Men- Becca Kenny, and my co host, Dr. Emily King. How are Thank you guys you. doing? Pretty good. Good. They've had a busy day. Busy yeah, day. it's been rough so busy far. Day. We spent the first five minutes talking about the bananas that were going on. Yeah. Bananas everywhere. Banana, bananas. And it's just because we're trying to close early. It's yeah. one of those days where. Mm-hmm. And it's yep. only Tuesday. It's like when you say like the day before, I'm, I kind of want to leave early tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Yeah. It's like you're yeah, here or two Richie hours. Will say, <laughs> yes, exactly. Richie will be like, what time are you getting home today? And I'll be like, oh, I'll be able to get out of there by 4 p.m. or whatever. And mm, then nope. it's like, why did I just say that? And yeah. then you come in and he's like, now nah, I'm here till 7. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. One of those things. You just end up jinxing yourself. Let's just learn to stop asking because I, I just I, mean, I never know. <laughs> it is. I, like, I thought bit. you were supposed to be off by now. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> just nature of the beast, I suppose, helping all those people. <laughs> I've been looking forward to asking this question. Me as well. How do you feel about clowns, Becca Kenny? <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> this Clowns give you a headache. Yeah, no, I'm ab- I'm absolutely petrified, nervous, scratching. Um, <laughs> so it started when I was three years old, and we were at. So my dad grew up in a really small town in Illinois, and every year they have a Labor Day parade, and you'd go and they would throw candy at you. And I was, my dad was holding me, and you know those creepy. So I just had to watch what I said. <laughs> the creepy clowns that ride the bicycles and they get like close to you yeah well one of them did and i screamed and i slapped him in the face <laughs> while my dad was holding him <laughs> and oh, ever since i have just been absolutely petrified like 
My then my sister would tell me scary stories about a guy that would hide in a clown statue and hide in people's houses and come out and murder you. Wow, like <laughs> really sister. hype it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then it, the maybe it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. But uh, just did tell you me, watch what, it? Like, yeah. Well, yes. What is what is appealing about a clown? What is cute about or funny about a clown? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, I mean, they're just you're, creepy. You're not wrong. I don't know. I grew up with Bozo the Clown. No. And we liked watching that show. That it's creepy. And as the hell. kid always got to throw the ball into the pan. Do you remember this, McDivitt? No. The Bozo the Clown show. And you had to at the end of the show, a kid got picked from the audience and he would have to toss the ball into one of these and then he won a prize. Hmm. And you always wanted to be the kid picked from the I mean, yeah. I was never at the thing. Yeah. The TV, it was a TV show. <laughs> I mean, you know, live audience, you know. Yeah. Um nope. Harrison, you'll have to find a picture of Bozo the Clown. So no. You find a picture. Did you ever watch com- uh, The Big Comfy Couch? Okay, that one. Oh my gosh, that is your guy's era. Yeah. But it didn't really bother me, though. I don't know why. Because she was like more human like, yes. I think. She just had the weird also, nose. Like Ronald McDonald. Yeah. Yeah, creepy. Yes. No, there's nothing <laughs> cute or funny about a freaking clown. And people who like them are serial killers. Okay. Well, I mean, think about what was that serial killer? Oh, I don't I'm know, but he gets so as much a clown. hate. What's the, what's his name? I can't think of it. I don't know. From Illinois? What? Who was the clown? Yeah, I don't know. But Gacy. Oh. Gacy. Yes. Yes, he was on Netflix. Yeah. Nope. Yep. I didn't watch that because <laughs> no. I don't like to watch scary no. stuff. Yeah. It was gross. No. It yeah. was what? What'd you say? Like 27 little get like little. Well, and then kids. what was it? Like five years oh. ago, people were just dressing up as clowns and like standing as statues across across Yes. Indies. Oh, yeah. I'm I like, if that, that came near me, I'd stab you. <laughs> <laughs> that was like that whole smile. Mm-hmm. Like all that creepy stuff. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. Oh, I, there's nothing. I'm not a fan of clowns. There's I just nothing liked Bozo cute the clown. or funny yeah. or entertaining about a clown. Nothing. Okay, now we know what to get you. Yeah, or to put in the freezer. And someone, <laughs> and I'm, I know, I know it's Allie Cook. I know she did it. Put a clown picture in my locker. Hmm. There's no evidence. No evidence. Fingerprints. And then when so I think it was Jessica Abbott when she was here, she tried to put a tiny little clown picture on my rearview camera in my car. Oh yeah, oh, that was funny. Gosh, that's hilarious. Oh, it rained. Yeah, so that is really clever. You mean like so it's like facing? Yeah, like when hilarious. you back up, it would you see pop it because it's like, like right taped. There. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I've got to remember that for something else. Okay, yeah, that's a great idea. Mm. Yeah, funny. Nicole, what about One of you? these days? I mean, they're creepy. I don't like. I'm, you don't collect them. No. <laughs> oh, I have a family oh, friend that does. What? Clown statues? Yeah, she collects just clown anything. I'm like, you are a serial killer. <laughs> Something is wrong with you. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not scared of them, but uh, I don't like them. They're so gross. Yeah. I'm neutral. That's so gross. McDivitt, what about you? They don't bother me. Like, I mean, I don't find them super appealing, but they don't bother me. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're just there. That's kind of how I am. It's like I wouldn't necessarily go up to a clown and start talking to a clown. Yeah, but oh, did you hear what Jones told Julian to do? Oh yeah, that was the (laughs) cutest thing. So we're in pharmacy, and I, he's just playing with the window, and Julian is, by the way, this cute little redheaded kid. He's like the cutest little thing. How old is he? Probably five, four, five, 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 something like that. Um. Oh, oh, I went out. Okay. (laughs) And I accidentally scared him. I went up to him. I go, hey, and he. He kind of like did this. I was like, oh my God, I'm so, I'm so sorry. And so then Jones was like, oh, you should get back with it, back at her, Julian. And I was like, huh, that's funny. She printed him off a picture of a clown and he chased me around the clinic with it. <laughs> it was so cute. That is awesome. <laughs> so, oh I'm so my mad. Gosh. I was like, this isn't a joke. 
This is a real fear. <laughs> this is real life. <laughs> this is real life. Oh my gosh. Okay, this on to a more serious topic. What's the greatest challenge you overcame, Nicole? Oh God, I have to go first. Yeah. Um. Should we relate this to work? Should we relate this to anything? Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. Probably like my shyness. Oh, good answer. Thanks. Thanks. So I remember when you first came here, you were super I shy. I was very shy. I didn't talk. I never used to talk because just because I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I And I think I used to like, well, I still mess up what I say all the time, <laughs> like speaking wise. Um, Stutter. So I, yeah. So I think I was just, and then I always thought I like sounded dumb, like when I speak, spoke. Speak. <laughs> This is why I was shy. Exactly, example. Oh, gosh. I love it. You're so cute. Mm. Yeah, okay. I think that's awesome. (laughs) That now, because you have grown so much in terms of being more outgoing, like, you know, gregarious, you know, being out and talking and and your job requires you to talk to people for a living. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So that was probably very challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I good didn't answer. Talk. That is a good answer. Very good. Thanks. Becca? Is this just in general or in veterinary medicine? Whatever you want it to be. Um, I'm not going to lie. I only focused on the clown question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I tore my ACL in high school and meniscus. Oof. So I was out... I did it in basketball, and I missed the whole sophomore and junior year of softball because of my knee. But I was also a catcher for a very long time, so my knee was all screwed up prior yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, that sucked. ACL surgery sucks. Yeah. Big time. It is new fun. Long recovery, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I overcame that, and then I played my senior year. That's cool. Nice. Got to get that senior year in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll try to. I was still so slow because I had a brace on. This is actually a really funny story. So I'm up to bat and I have this brace on. It probably weighs five pounds because it's, I mean, it's massive. And I hit the ball all the way out in right field. And the girl almost threw me out at first because of how slow I was running. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And my coach was just like, You're like dragging your leg. <laughs> <laughs> my coach was dying laughing. And I'm like, This is not funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're like trying your hardest. Yes. <laughs> but the thing, oh my God, it weighed so much. But my doctor was like, You have to wear it if you're going to play. And I was yeah. like, Ugh. Fine. That's, that's horrible. Oh gosh. Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. But I was safe. Thank you very much. And I needless to say, I got a replacement runner. <laughs> They're like summer <laughs> out. <laughs> oh gosh. McDivitt, what about you? Um, I would say challenge personally, but not in a bad way, was um I had three kids in three and a half years. So that's wow. a definite challenge. First, yeah. That first year of having three littles was enjoyable but challenging. So Yeah. Dangerous. That's intense. Asleep, but that's like having triplets, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or any of them Irish twins? No. Oh. Mm. Still, very. Admirable. That's impressive. Three yep. kids in three and a half. And you're years. still here. I am. You survived. Yeah. Still, yeah. yep. Worked through it. We've well, and the oldest just graduated from. Just graduated from college, this right? Yeah. Oh. Yep. My Congrats. youngest graduates from high school in two weeks. Oh my gosh, you're almost an empty nester. I am. So wow. you went from. Three screaming babies to 
quiet. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. That happened. Yeah, that, That's yeah. crazy. That That's is. pretty impressive. Very cool. Do you know where your daughter's going to college yet? Yeah, Indiana Wesleyan. Okay, oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, That's not too excited. far. Very cool. I would say for me, the biggest challenge was we renovated this place. I mean, there has been lots of them. Let's not (laughs) lie about that. But I would say we renovated this place. And one of my veterinarians, my full-time veterinarians, it was Dr. Cloud and myself and Dr. Cloud only worked part-time. And um, we had another veterinarian that was working full-time with me and she gave her two-week notice. And I had just done the remodel on this place. And I literally, I remember thinking, Harrison was traveling overseas and I was like, I remember texting him and I was like, I don't know like how I'm going to possibly work and do enough to pay for everything. Like, you know, and, um, and, but, you know, we did it. And then Dr. Wingo decided to work. And I remember the day that she took the job, I was at workout and I was like, oh my God, I made it. It was like, <laughs> oh my God, I made it. I actually made it. And it was like however many months, I can't remember, but it took seemed like it took forever. Eight months, six months, I don't know. She started right after I did. Yep. So that was probably one of the biggest challenges I have ever faced. Oh, I can't imagine the feeling. Yeah, because when I first interviewed here, like right out of school, this was a gym. Yeah, yeah, I remember working out in here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was. Yeah, when I went to VCA, I decided to go to VCA, but I interviewed here, and um, you were like, "We have a gym," and it was on this room. (laughs) It was nice because of the high ceilings. Yeah, it was very nice. Because when I go on the treadmill, I'm like, "Yeah, you have to almost (laughs) don't bounce too much." I don't have that problem. (laughs) (laughs) All right, on to case collections. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. I, I'm stealing Schmokey's case. Um, <laughs> she has a middle-aged black Labrador retriever that had an oral hematoma, which is where the blood separate causes a separation of the skin from the cartilage on the ear flap. And it fills up with blood. Um, and it's painful. And so depending on the severity of the hematoma, we'll surgically fix it. And this one was really bad, like went all the way down to the base of the ear. So she surgically fixed it. And it didn't heal correctly. And so there was just this loose skin with the cartilage, the yellow, the cartilage looks kind of yellowish. Um, and so there's two pieces of skin on a piece of cartilage that makes the ear flap. And so it wasn't healing. And so um, she went back and, and it was because of secondary infection and probably some other factors. Well, she um, uh, went back in and cleaned up the infection and then reattached the skin to the cartilage because there was some granulation tissue that we could use to attach to the cartilage to allow it to heal. The reason I'm telling the story is because we used the fovea light, mm-hmm. which is, ah. yeah, a, uh, help me McDivitt if I don't explain this correctly, a light source that helps with healing and it's a, has antibacterial components yeah. and it has a gel that it works with, works with the light to promote healing and then antibacterial, um, you know, uh, components or whatnot, but it speeds healing time. And yeah. so she used the fovea light on this ear and it really speeds up healing. We've used it on several different surgical like cases from a healing perspective and have been really impressed. Yeah. Yeah. With how much faster it's promoted healing. Yeah. So I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. I need to make sure everybody knows about it. So if you don't know about it, go look it up. There's so many uses for it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Isn't it? Can it be used on like joints and stuff too, or is that? Uh, no, else? that's more, more surface. Yeah, sure. surface oh, okay. wound healing and and you know bacterial infections. You can use it on like allergy kiddos or lick oh, granulomas. Yeah, Bailey yeah. had it all up feet. Yeah, it's like yeah. cover her whole body. You know, you get those resistant <laughs> derm infections, yeah. and you don't have an antibiotic potentially that might work on it, and so then. The fovea, and that's what was going on with his ear. I mean, we cleaned the ear up during surgery and everything, but still, you know. What did the infection come back as? It was pseudomonas. Oh no, no, no! It was staph. Uh, it was a pseudo and a staph. Yeah, was it both? Yeah, yeah. kind of normal. Ugh. Yummy. So not good things. Mm-mm. Yeah, that. Poor guy. But we took the. You know, she did a good job of yeah. um, flushing the ear prior to surgery, so we didn't go and fix it right away. We cleaned it um, with amicacin flush, and then, or the owners cleaned it with amicacin flush once a day, and then we used mupirocin topically in that, and then we came in on the day of surgery, and she cleaned out the ear and then cultured it. And it grew nothing. So we fixed the infection. Nice. So Sweet. That's cool. So yeah, she did a great job with that. And nice. And it looks really good today. I mean, I mean, it doesn't look, I mean, it looks good from a healing thing, but it doesn't look good from a client perspective. Yeah. It's probably pretty ugly. It's ugly. It's a pretty ugly year, but it's, it's got to look ugly before it looks pretty. That's right. Yeah. It might not ever look pretty, but it's looking I better. I know that dog, he's the, like, the sweetest little At least you don't line. have like skin flapping in the wind. That's, yeah. yeah that's it was really it. weird. I've never seen that before. I haven't either. It was gnarly. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was really interesting. It was literally like a hole in puzzling. the ear, and I was like, "How does that happen?" But yeah, but without it going all the way through. Yeah, it was pretty very cool. very interesting. <laughs> Anybody got what's Becca? You got yours? Oh, mine's not really a cool case. Mine's more of a <laughs> a PSA. Um, last week and even today, we have dogs coming in for eating corn cobs. Um, and normally you're like, well, why wouldn't be eating, eating a corn cob bat? Well, corn cobs don't digest. And I would say percentage wise, like 90% like, of the yeah. time, <laughs> frequently, frequently, you have, you have to go in and surgically remove them because if they do make it past in the intestines, they more than likely will obstruct. So now that it's nice and warm and summertime is coming and you're grilling out, just uh, keep an eye on those corn cobs in the trash. Um, they love them. Especially I don't get it. with those big dogs that can just stick their head in the trash and so knock funny. it over. Because um, you uh, you may have a hefty bill on your hands afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, that corrugated surface. It just yeah. drags. And it's, it's really funny. I mean, you can see it on the x-ray it's perfectly. Like, yeah. too. Every but, time. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Unless I guess if they chew it up, like, can like you actually chew it? chew it? I mean, I think a strong dog could chew. Yeah, it. break them into smaller pieces. Yeah, yeah. but they even then. But they I mean, don't. a lot of times they just eat. I'm I just gonna say, yeah. <laughs> majority of the corn cobs I see are whole corn cobs. Yeah, I don't. Just, know those if I've like ever quarter seen... one, you know, those yeah. ones that are like the. Yeah, I think that's over like an inch. Is probably not moving through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. So just be careful with all the corn <laughs> and your trash. <laughs> Which we have lots of in Indiana because it's yeah, it's I mean corn state, corn state, ninety five percent corn. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. The neighbors behind me are planting. I mean, nothing against corn. I love corn. Like I was telling McDivitt today, I love sweet corn, but (laughs) but gosh darn it, but gosh darn it, (laughs) watch your dogs, (laughs) or I guess your cats too. I've never seen a cat. (laughs) I have never seen a cat eat a corn cob. Now that true. will be the no, day. No, cats are not be better. Knock on wood. Hair ties. Yeah, yeah. Hair like ties. the little silk AirPods. Corn, like he would go like peel those out, but not eat a corn cob. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but yep. So yep. Hmm. 
corn is like not allowed in my house because I know my dog's just gonna somehow get it. Yeah, <laughs> find it. Nicole, what about you? I actually have an ear one too. I'm stealing Dudley's. <laughs> um, so she had a dog that came in for recurrent ear infections, and it was always the same ear, but it kept switching type of infections from like bacterial to yeast, um, and she would keep treating it. So eventually, I think they did like a sedated inner ear cleaning. They swabbed it, came back resistant for much a bunch of stuff. The ear canal looked really weird. Um, so I think she treated it. Um, it never really even went away with like the stuff that it should have gone away with um so she sent to a dermatologist and they did a sedated like ear scope with a video Mm -hmm. scope yep um and there was a mass in the ear um so he went and had a ct and it was virtually taking up his whole inner eardrum um yeah so they removed his whole eardrum and canal and uh turned out to be a polyp and the dog has to be like twelve years old. Is it a King Charles? Or no, what kind it's of dog like is it? a little Shih Tzu thing. Oh, fascinating! That's yeah. crazy. It and was behind his eardrum, like it was in like the middle ear, so like the eardrum looked weird, but with the infection, yeah. But then like once they looked down there with the camera, like you could see it kind of behind the eardrum, I guess. Yeah, it's kind very of very cool. And oh. I think she said whoever did the surgery uh, was like, "Oh my gosh, I've never seen it in a dog this old before." So it's just very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Problem fixed. There yeah. you go. Scoop that all out. <laughs> yep. Whole ear's gone. That's right. No more problem. And I think he's also like can't see very well, so he's deaf and blind. Oh, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, as long as he's happy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what about your case? I have a golden retriever puppy who is about four months old. Um, we've seen her a couple times for vaccines. Growing, but not real rapidly. Um, kind of a picky eater. Um, pretty chill puppy, I mean, but but nice little dog. Um, so we had talked about food options. So they ended up switching her food because she would eat like people food, but she didn't really want dog food. So they ended up ordering, I think, the farmer's dog food for her, mm-hmm. um, which she ate really well. And then within about three days, she was really neurologic. Um, so she came in just really agitated, pacing, circling wouldn't calm down, whining, um, just really acting unusual um, and like not able to process information. She was having urinary accidents and really was just all over the place. Mm. Um, So did lab work on her um, and had some indications that her liver wasn't processing things correctly. And there is a condition that dogs can be born with, um, cats too, but pretty rare, um, called a portosystemic shunt, where there's a vessel that bypasses the liver. um, So blood does not get filtered appropriately. Um, And so based on what they're eating and proteins and breakdown products, those can build up in their bloodstream and start creating neurologic issues. So that is our strong suspicion with her. Um, We did start her on medications to help her process neurologically. Um, She was better. She was normal neurologically within 24 hours. Um, We adjusted her diet um, to kind of a liver diet um, that she is eating pretty well for us and is acting much more like a puppy, still not growing very quickly. Um, But she is scheduled to um, go to Purdue next week for an evaluation to see if they can determine where that vessel is and if it's a vessel that they can potentially surgically correct. Nice. Um, there are procedures they can do to hopefully close that off to then create normal liver function for her. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool case. Yeah, shunts that, are very interesting. Will that end up stunting her growth, probably? Um, you think? Probably a little bit. Yeah. 
I wouldn't be surprised if, like, once it's corrected, she goes through a pretty big growth yeah, spurt. Yeah, yeah. She may end up being smaller than maybe she would, would have, have been otherwise. Sure. Are gold retrievers known for it? When you were looking, they're not one of the. I thought okay. it was Yorkies, but I think they can be bigger dogs. They do tend to be like like a single vessel. Got um, it. They're more common in smaller breeds. Okay. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I saw one in a couple of Yorkies when yeah. I was at VCA. I'd say they're probably the most notorious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A Jack Russell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Interesting cases. Okay. Good job, guys. Very cool. All right. On to listener questions. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Is it possible for a dog to get an abortion? My friend, she had a litter a few months ago. And I'm done with more puppies. She had eight. <laughs> but, okay, I'm reading verbatim. My damn dogs got stuck together today. <laughs> she was almost done with her heat cycle. I thought she was done because my mail was not going crazy anymore. Well, it still happened. Do I have any options? Yes, I plan to get her fixed ASAP. This has been a miserable experience, to be honest, with her in heat and him not wanting to eat, drink water, and keeping them away from each other. I know I'm a horrible owner. I'm scheduled to get her fixed. Is it too late? Question mark. At NewFast34. First of all, you're not a horrible person. No. You're not the <laughs> only one who's been in this situation. So Definitely not. It is what it is. Who wants to answer? <laughs> uh, so there are in s- situations where we've actually spayed dogs not knowing that they were pregnant. Yeah. yeah. And then, that and so, I mean, that's considered number yeah. yeah. the definition, right? I mean, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I suppose the if. The short answer is yes. Yes. Right. We would just spay them. Right. Before the dogs are full up term. To, yeah, up to a certain point in the pregnancy. Yes. Once right. you get far enough in the pregnancy, it becomes a certainly riskier for yeah. mom as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we just did a. Was it a cat? Yeah, cats. I I feel like it's really frequent. Not yeah. frequent, but I mean, if you're I going think, to see that happen, I feel like it's in cats I think that Jones, we see it happen. It wasn't. It may have been a year ago. We the owners found a cat and uh, decided to keep it and brought her in to get spayed, and she was. It, well, she wasn't very far along at all, but she definitely had the. You could see the little individual sex. Yeah, gestational sex. Yeah. And then there's really no way for an owner to know in that situation where they find a stray animal, yeah. you know, yeah. a cat. I mean, short of it being like to your point, close to gestation. Right, if they're you not know. even in the second half. Of yeah, pregnancy, there's no, no way to know. Idea. We don't run like pregnancy right. tests on them or something yeah, like that prior to spaying them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like the repro people. There is something you can give them, um, if you have two dogs that tie together. I don't know how available that is anymore. Yeah. There used to be a hormone called ECP. Yeah. You could do like an eye injection within, I think, 48 hours of tying right. that like kind of short cycled them, but kept them from implanting and right. developing into a pregnancy. So like a plan B for dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I have never done that. I mean, I, I've never had a I've situation where it. I've done it, but. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, obviously you answered your own question and you get your dogs fixed. That's going to be your biggest thing. Yeah. Um. And my guess is, I don't know when this question came in, Harrison. When did this question come in? Okay, well, the problem's been fixed in one of the two, one of two ways. So, (laughs) um, you know, either she had the, the, well, in C-section, I mean, if they're Frenchies, then they're probably getting a C-section. I would hope so. So, um, yeah. Okay, second question, Nicole, segue into second question. Okay. 
Hey guys, I absolutely love your podcast. I'm almost out of school to be a registered vet tech. I love researching controversial topics and testing the norm in the community. One topic people seem to get frustrated over is spaying, neutering early in life or waiting till maturity. Where do you stand with that? Do you support vasectomy instead of a castration? Thanks. At Alana Propst. Propst. Okay. <laughs> What's everybody's viewpoint? I think there's a lot of variation a lot of our cats small dogs um like you typically will do around five or six months of age really kind mm-hmm. of before they become sexually mature because there's really no impact long term mm-hmm. um not always a huge fan of the six or eight week spay or neuter yeah um, in our bigger dogs we really like them to attain a certain amount of their bone growth before we do it so we wait a little bit longer so sometimes nine to twelve months in our great dane sometimes even 12 to 15 just mm-hmm. so their yeah. long bone growth is almost complete mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, for especially if you're, you know, if you get a puppy from day one, and the, if it's going to be a large breed, then obviously wait. But of course, you get you run into that area where there's shelter dogs that are they're gonna strays. They're just going to spay and neuter right away. And I, I think it just depends on. I mean, they have a different objective. Yeah, so the, they're yeah. just trying to prevent from right. More the society has yeah. a different objective. They're yeah. thinking, okay, we're going to sterilize as many pets as possible because we're you know trying to limit the population right. yeah. to keep them from being homeless if you yeah, will or without homes it's not necessarily homes. like a controversy it's like this is just what happens yes <laughs> because you know in in their defense if they adopt out the dogs and they don't spay or neuter no, them they're just they're dealing with the dog and 10 more puppies yeah. right yeah. and so you know they just have a different objective whereas i think in general practice we have a tendency to not spare neuter them yeah. to dr mcdivitt's point until later because we don't they're owned by somebody mm-hmm. they're you know they're taking care of the them. family's invested in mm-hmm. taking care of them and so we can do it at more ideal times yeah um i do think there's some and i don't know if it's proven it maybe it's just anecdotal but like you know if you spay a female dog you know hello spay a dog <laughs> and she's you know at eight weeks I just see, I feel like we see incontinence more yeah. frequently. Yeah. I was just talking to you about like this. That. Yeah. I just feel like it's more. That Why we're is that? Like, do you think it like it's like done right. wrong? Or no, like, I don't think the spay is done wrong. Right. I just think there's some changes in their development that would have happened. Okay. If ones have been left intact a little bit longer. Sure. Yeah. Okay. At such an early, early age. That makes sense. I think there was, uh, was Dudley talking about a, a paper that was out that talked about recommending it after the first heat, heat cycle. cycle. Mm-hmm. I feel like she was just talking about something like that where there was just because it always was like spay them before they ever go into heat. Right. I mean, From that's what we're cancer, like, yep. yeah, to decreases your odds there versus yeah. even going through one heat cycle can increase increase it by like 25% or something. Yeah. yeah, there was like we were all taught that in school, and then now I think they're seeing okay, well, maybe we are we do see some changes if they go through maybe you're splitting the baby to some degree, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you get the advantage of having hormones around for a little bit yeah you still decrease the chance of mammary cancer it's not to zero or 90 something seven percent or whatever but it's right. yeah. at least less than whatever you know 10 percent or something i don't know yeah but i do see feel like we see that a lot yeah in those dogs that are spayed really 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 young so i don't know mm. anybody have any other thoughts i yeah i mean like i said i i agree with what Dr. McDivitt said, if, you know, if a dog comes in through the clinic, if it's a small dog, then I would just say get it done as soon as you can because it's not going to, I mean, not as soon as you can, like five to six months. But big dogs, I definitely recommend at least waiting. Yeah. At least eight months, if not more than that, especially low, extra large breeds like the 
Mastiffs and the Great Danes. And What do you guys think? Do you support McDivitt vasectomy instead of castration? I would say no, because a lot of the things I'm accomplishing with the castration, like some of those are behavioral, which would still remain intact if you leave the testosterone. Um, you still yeah. get changes in your prostate. You still get you mm-hmm. know, potentially testicular cancer. Some of the things you're avoiding with the castration would still be there with a vasectomy. Um, I mean, they wouldn't be obviously reproducing, but I think there's other benefits to the castration. Yes. Yeah, I feel like there's more benefit to a castration than just not reproducing. Where right. do they I do think that's what Dr. McDivitt yeah. is saying. That's what I was going to ask. Do people do that? I'm sure they can. I mean, it's not not a procedure I ever learned. No, we never learned how to do that. Yeah, why would you? Well, because I mean, there's there's some people that think, okay, maintaining testosterone levels is helpful, you know, and so like over the entire life of the, the patient. Um, we were never taught how to do vasectomies. I mean, that's not something they teach you. Yeah. Because again, they, it's just not. Your ultimate goal is removing the hormone influence. Right. Right. Maintaining it. Yeah. The marking and aggression. This is kind of funny. We were talking about, <laughs> I think it was Monday. We were talking about nudicles. Oh, yeah. These. Oh, yeah. Nudicles. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cloud said that her husband did it once and he had to like research and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, am I going to Nudicles be are, if- <laughs> yeah, they're stainless steel balls that are put in the scrotal <laughs> sack so that. Oh. So it looks like they're not neutered. Yeah. Right. Hmm. So for clink, those clink, men, clink, that- clink, clink. <laughs> <laughs> down the road. <laughs> he can't go through a metal detector. Or yeah. Anything else. <laughs> Are they really stainless steel? Yeah. Oh, that's. I, I mean, that's well, what we were taught they were. Yeah. I don't know if that's if that's still the fact. Hmm. But, <laughs> You're always yeah. gonna know he's coming. <laughs> that's right. That's so strange. <laughs> yeah, they. That's. I guess some people like the look of it. Yeah. But want their dog neutered. So yeah. They, but, um, well, at least they're being responsible. Fake. Yeah, that yeah, is that's true. true. I just. It's just interesting. Teach their own. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Hmm. Okay. Well, I think that's it for our questions for this week. Okay. Two We're very good questions. Yeah, yeah. Those were good questions. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Veterinary Roundtable. Remember, send in those questions and be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at All Star Veterinary Clinic. If you enjoyed this episode or a previous episode, leave us a review on your podcast provider of choice. And yes, Spotify. We'll see you in a few weeks for the next episode of the Veterinary Roundtable. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank see you. you next time.